Sorry. Okay, so my name is Diana Kaufman. I'm a college counselor and advisor in Caracas, Venezuela. And today uh, we have with us uh, Silvian Sanz, who's a multifaceted person and has many, many interests. I've known her for a long time. She's one of my dearest friends, and I am thrilled to have her as a guest today. Hi, Silvian. Welcome. Diana, hi. What an honor to be here with you and share this. Really, I, um, I love your work. Thank you. Well, I definitely admire yours, and I look forward to hearing you share with our audience, uh, you know, what you've done. And maybe you could start with a little uh, bio of your education and professional life, just very short, touch on some things, because we will have other questions, you know, to go deeper into other aspects mm -hmm. of what well, you've I think done. That you, yeah, I think that you've, de you've uh, defined me quite well as a multifaceted person, because I uh studied in college i graduated very young and i studied architecture and i have a master's in architecture and i also studied psychology uh, parallel at the same time and then went down to develop a doctorate in neuropsychopharmacology but those those were always uh, my very personal interest and the arts took over a lot of my life very happily and I became a, a producer, an artist, a producer, and I produced many different things in my life with regard to art. But health and consciousness have always been my, my dearest ones, uh, close to my heart. And uh, so it's been, I've just kept on developing all those interests and, um, and of course, business and doing things because that's what a producer also does. A producer is, uh, you know, all artists uh, have talent, but then you need somebody to produce you. And a lot of us artists have had to become our own producers in order to be able to do the projects that we wanted to do and to succeed at the projects we wanted to do. So, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's really very interesting, the fact that you've gone through so many different steps and finally, you know, you mm -hmm. just take over and say, well, I am gonna be my own, my own producer so mm -hmm. that I can, you know, get out to the mm -hmm. public, you know, the, the projects mm -hmm. that I like. So since I am a college counselor, um, I'd just like to, to briefly also touch on um, what you remember most about your high school and college years. Of course, you had many different careers that you've, you know, studied, but maybe you could just give us a little bit of an insight, especially if there are students that will be listening to us and their parents. Well, I think that what I loved most about my high school and, and college years, all of them, is that I had the time to study, to research, to explore, to discover, and to have that time really available uh, uh, so that I can dedicate to pursue something that really was of my interest. I find that to be an incredible privilege, and I love that about my uh, my school, my schooling. I love to learn, so uh, really, when I have the time that I can just devote to studying something, I think that that's awesome. So what you're saying is that maybe the students who are both in high school and in, in university and postgraduate work to take advantage of every minute they have to investigate, to learn, to, you know, move forward in their interests. That's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the high school is always, of course, 
you need to realize that it's launching you to the beginning of your life because when you go to college, you really start to choose the things that are of your interest and you start to deal with yourself in a very different way. And so high school is important because it also starts to point out into the areas of your interest and curiosities. And, um, and if you don't have a good high school background, you know, your college options are also limited. So you have to realize that, uh, that high school is already a very important stepping stone in preparing you to have the best possibilities available for your education in something that is really close to your heart or interest. That's a very good point. Very interesting. Thank you for that. And I, you know, that's, that's definitely to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also want to ask you, uh, who was your best teacher and why? Why were they so compelling? Oh, the, she, she definitely outstands herself from all my teachers always. I was in high school and I was a junior. And I was at the time, uh, she, is, uh, she was a nun, Mother Mahaney. And I was at the Sacred Heart School. I was in boarding school. And um, she got ill and she was teaching in Boston philosophy and psychology. And she got ill and she was given a year's rest. And so they sent her to my boarding school to rest. But she said to the uh, headmaster, she said, you know, I, I just can't, uh, I can't just stay around and do nothing. So please give me at least two classes. So they did. And I had the great privilege of being in her philosophy class in junior year. And she had psychology for the senior year. And uh, so this woman uh, who taught at college level in Boston in, uh, at several, at two universities, one was the Sacred Heart School, but then she also served at Boston University uh, in the doctorate level. She came down and she opened up philosophy, which was really become aware of what you think, how you think, you know, what does that pursue in your life. And so to me, to have such a teacher really reveal, you know, become aware of your thinking, of your philosophy, of your beliefs, you know, and she did it in the most awesome way at the time. I mean, I'm talking a long time ago. Uh, She walked in and she put all the desks in a circle. At the time, it was a very formal, you know, one behind the other, and she put everybody and she included herself in the circle. She was not at her desk. She was not superior. She was not inferior. She was just one more of this circle. And that sense of equality, that sense of things that she kept doing, you know, she was really extraordinary. And then she brought all this knowledge of, you know, the big Socrates, Plato's, et cetera, et cetera. She brought it into really life experiences. And this is where we started to learn or realize that we were thinking about things and how we philosophize about our daily lives. And she kept bringing just remarkable examples. She, I remember uh, her sister, she wrote, she shared, one of the classes was a letter from her sister saying that she had been married for many years and adored her husband. She already had five children or four, five, four or five. And that she really was at a dilemma time because she adored her husband. And at the same time, they could not afford to have more children. And so she would have to consider some kind of help with contraception, which was against the Catholic Church at the time. 
And, uh, and she was in a dilemma and she just said, well, what would you answer your sister if she asked you this question? You know, she consulted me. Uh, so what would you, <coughs> what would be your reply to somebody who adores her husband, who has already more than enough children, can't afford another child. And, um, so dilemmas like this that were your daily life you know and and so it was fabulous she made us read brave new world which absolutely turned my world inside out that book alone you know uh so uh, you know she was really uh one of these extraordinary one in a million teachers you know there are one in a million teachers some teachers just know how to communicate it and teach and and without telling you lead you always to your self-discovery of the matter and she yeah. was one of them and she yes. marked my life forever forever she yes. was the beginning yes. and she marked my life forever this teacher so she was uh i always carry her very dearly in my heart and i always think of her very fondly that's wonderful to have I had that she's opportunity alive today because I'm talking a long time ago, but I always carry her very fondly in my heart. That's very important to have somebody, you know, uh, of that mm -hmm. caliber as an example. Yes. And, yes. and also to, to learn, which is what I've, I've often said that, you know, we all need to, to learn our, our, our process of thinking. What do we believe? You know, what you've been saying. And I, and I was even telling somebody the other day that I think that that, consciousness or self-awareness or whatever your philosophy, everything together should be a subject that kids have literally from the time they're in their mother's womb. Yes. You know, yes, so absolutely. I, absolutely. Know, it's, it's something she, you know, it, she, she really, uh, well, of course we had the privilege of having a doctorate level teacher at a mm -hmm. high school level, uh, school, but, um, she really made at least me aware that there was a story to my thinking, that my thinking had a story, that my thinking had a background, that my thinking had beliefs and, and you know, the composition of my thinking. And so it was really a huge revelation for me at that uh, young age. And see, I was in high school. I was yes, in high and, school and that and, defined the rest of my life. Absolutely yeah. surprising and wonderful, yeah. actually. What yeah. a privilege. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, to, going on, um, what would you say to a high school and college uh, graduating class? Okay, they've finished high school, they're graduating, and the, and the uh, undergraduate students have finished their, their uh, college, and they are now graduating. What would you say to them? I think I would say that, you know, it's your life and you need to be accountable for it. It's your life. You get to choose. You get to decide. You get to make the choices that would compose the life that you are dreaming and that you uh, aspire to create for yourself. And that uh, acceptance that it is my life and I don't need to go after the approval even of daddy and mommy um, is a huge realization and that you are responsible for your life and you're accountable. And that, that leap jump, once you realize that it is your life and that you are the main creator of its ups and downs, 
is a huge, huge step in the right direction. Because then you can really, with what you've learned, go into the fields that you want to do, develop the life that you want to do, and, and just continue to be accountable for it. Very interesting and, and, and very true. Very true. And, and that's another point also that I wish that was taught, literally from mm -hmm. kindergarten in this case. So mm -hmm. thank you very much for that. And how do you see education evolving in the future or even how would you like to see it? In spite of, you know, because of all of this that we're living with the, the, the COVID-19 and, and all the, the, the people, you know, going back and forth, the colleges often don't know what to do. And when they choose something, it turns out to be that's the wrong choice. I mean, it's, it's a very confusing time. And I've also found that the colleges make these very um, strange decisions in which they don't take into consideration that their main interest and the reason why they're doing what they're doing is that they're educating, you know, the students, they're there to educate. And I think seem to have forgotten that. Yeah. Uh, well, because, you know, the world is changing and especially right now with this pandemic, it has, it is a before and after moment in the history of humanity. And, um, you know, we have to realize that the biggest university, the biggest universal university right now is the internet. There is nothing that you cannot research on the internet. There is nothing that you cannot study on the internet. There's nothing that you cannot even go in depth for free on YouTube, on this, on that, you know. So I think that the greatest university, and it's a universal one, thank God at this point, is the internet. So that alone is changed everything because you have the greatest, in my time when I was young, there was the British Encyclopedia. Well, today you have that at hand through the internet in a magnified way like we never even dreamed of when we had the encyclopedias in my youth. So uh, uh, I think that children can, once they take ownership of their life and the accountability of their decisions, because they go hand in hand, you become responsible for yourself, then you really uh, uh, can develop your subjects. And I think that a lot of universities are a little bit there already. Uh, they've been, what I've been realizing is that, you know, kids take, they know where they want to go, the kind of business they want to set up or the kind of, uh, I mean, if you're going to go to be a doctor, yeah, you, there's no way around. You've got to spend time in hospitals and, and, you know, so it does require of an infrastructure, but uh, there's many other professions where kids know and they want an administration class for this, a financing class for this so that they can sell their art and they want a, a uh, podcasting class and they want, you know, whatever. And so they're composing their studies in a very different way today because they also have a much larger and flexible university at hand, which is the internet. And so I don't need to study something for four years because I can go to specific points that really interest me and I can get the information that I need in order to set up my business. So I think that the flexibility uh, for learning is going to be very important in the future. And I think universities are going to have to flexibilize themselves there. Now, if I take uh, more courses on financing than anything else, then maybe they can give me a finance degree. But the fact is that I think that the internet has changed all the givens. And I think it is the biggest 
and it's free, which is the other great marvelous aspect of this education, is that you have the greatest universal university uh, available to kids today. And young, middle, old can investigate, research, and discover things that, you know, otherwise would have been very difficult at other times where you had to fly and displace yourselves. I mean, I can even go to museums that I, I will maybe never even go today back, you know, in China and Japan. And I can, you know, I mean, things amazing, things are being set up. So um, I, I can't define it as a pinpointing, but I would say that the internet has been a game changer for sure. And I think that it is the greatest free universal university available to children today. That's wonderful. And it's, and it is very true. Very true. So, um, uh, what is your daily routine and what keeps you motivated? And of course, a daily routine that helps you, you know, to keep moving, to keep doing, to be focused and what keeps well, you motivated to do um, all that. Yeah. Well, with age, I've really learned that health is key. Health is key. So, my daily routine rotates a lot around my health. I eat well, I hydrate very well, I exercise and I breathe, okay? So those, my daily routine, no matter what I do or don't do, includes these aspects uh, which keep me aligned and uh, keep me straight on my routine, okay? I, and and um, so food, water, air, breathing and exercising, health, health. Health is key. And I would mm -hmm. say that to all the graduate and undergraduate in high school. I mean, you really want to get somewhere in life, please take care of your health. Because if you have energy, you're going to be able to do a lot of things. If you don't have energy, then your, your choices are limited. So my daily routine is really number one, number two, number three, health, health, health. Uh, what keeps me motivated is, um, what keeps me motivated? Um, dreaming, I think, you know, I, 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 I really want to make a difference. I really, even if it's in my immediate circle, which is generally the one that really you can have an impact on. Some of us will go into having very large publics, but you know, it's really uh, making it a better place, a better place for all of us now making it a better place for the kids who come and for the very future generations so that they can continue to enjoy this paradise that we live in, which, is, which we call earth. And I believe in humanity. So I think that deep down humans are good. We've been indoctrinated and trained and traumatized into different things. Yes, unfortunately. But I think that uh, bottom line, humans are good. So I want to, I want to make sure this place stays beautiful and for many, many generations to come. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And can you tell us about a, a, an aha moment that you've had? Oh, I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of aha moments in my life. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Uh, yes. But uh, I put in the work. You know, I put in the work. I, I, I really put in the work. I investigate. I research. I, I have a genuine curiosity and, and, uh, and investigative uh, pers personality. So... Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, but I'm trying to think, pick one out of really 
thousands because by with my age I've have been very fortunate to have many but you know the aha moment is that moment where you have a concern and and or not but it's that moment that everything aligns the universe aligns for you and you align with the universe and all of a sudden there is divine intervention and you are graced with a vision, an understanding, uh, a, a, a word, a voice that brings absolute clarity and understanding and absolutely puts air on your wings. And that is, you know, when you are graced with those moments, it's divine intervention showing you really possibilities that um, were limited until then. So aha moments, I think that we all have them. I really do. I think that there's, it's just part of the, the, the creative and human DNA. We all have them. And then that's the beauty. The more you become aware and conscious, which is one of my big uh, works, then you are aware that there are these moments where everything adds up and aligns and, and you get a peek into really uh, something, a vision, an understanding, uh, um, you know, and uh, it's a privilege. Yeah, and it's really a divine moment because you are yeah. so aligned. It's it's quite magical. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, the books that you've published and if you have any upcoming projects that you would like to share with us or those are not are still only on the back burner. Well, you know, um, the way I want I care to answer for this question is that you define me as a multifaceted person, and that's absolutely true. And I always follow my heart into things that interest me still at my age. So uh, I've published several books, I've made movies, I've, uh, you know, and then of course, I have the whole health uh, uh, undergoing where I also work with people and heal. So uh, I, I don't limit myself to one thing. I realize that, you know, uh, there are different timings and I'm much more aligned with what life is gracing me for. So, you know, uh, there is a book in course right now. Um, and uh, uh, there is, um, I have two other projects, which I don't really want to elaborate because they're still in my internal clock and and coming out but you know one has to do with health and and working with people and facilitating an information so that we do live healthier lives and feed ourselves better and that we have certain facilities at hand that can really make life uh, upgrade definitely upgrade the quality of your life so i'm working on that and then um i'm working on a book which is something that uh, i feel i care to as an artist, again, to things that I haven't quite said yet. And I think that my photography is going to pick up again. And it is, but uh, with the pandemic, I've, uh, anyway. Um, so it's going to come back up uh, in, in many stories that I still want to tell about things and information that still remain telling. And then, of course, I always have a business or two because I, I find that having several sources of income is a healthy way because right now the world is in ups and downs and at times certain things flow better and at times others flows better. So uh, right there alone, I have a multifaceted uh, projects ongoing to have multi, uh, you know, to have several sources of income 
um, in order to really uh, live the way I care to. That's wonderful. And, and um, we're, I'm very excited and looking forward to all of these new projects that you have, yes. you know, yes. started and still, you know, yes. in inception. Work in progress. So, <laughs> works, works in progress, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's very exciting. And um, what is one personal habit that has contributed to your success, to, you know, to everything that you've done? I meditate and breathe every day. Okay. Very every morning. Okay. I meditate and breathe every morning. That's my first activity in the morning. Right. And if I get up very, very early from 4.30 in the morning, I could breathe for two hours. So Wonderful. Uh, breathing and meditating is my, my real constant in my life. It levels off my mind. It uh, calms my nervous system. It focuses my interests uh, in general, and it focuses my accomplishments of the day. Okay. Well, that's a very, very interesting and important point. You know, mm -hmm. to to like mm -hmm. set your clock and set your body and set everything mm -hmm. ready for mm -hmm. the day. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is the most important uh, lesson that life has taught you? Oh, well, I'm learning <laughs> just now, actually, which is interesting. Oh. But you know that life itself is much bigger than me. And it's always taking very good care of me if I let it. All and right. not pretend that I know more than it and I can do better than it and I need to control it. And no, just really let go and learning to trust life because there is a force and an energy that is much bigger than me much, much smarter than me. Uh, and that has always just surrounded me with beauty and to really let go and enjoy it and trust and be of service to that life in whatever format it calls upon me. Uh, I think that has been my greatest lesson and it's taken me a lifetime to learn it. <laughs> but it's a wonderful lesson. You know, yeah. thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, to, to then bring this to an end, is there anything else you would like to add that maybe you, you, know, you would like to include in this podcast? Well, you know, I think that you're an extraordinary college counselor and you have done so well in guiding children into their best options. Uh, sometimes they're not even aware of them. And I think that, you know, it's... Um, uh, what I would add to the whole thing, again, it's that, you know, it is your life. And to the children, it is your life. And it's an incredible gift. So use it well, invest it well, learn, contribute, uh, love, be kind. Uh, we were just talking about that on a, on a personal note, you and I. But I find also that kindness is the keystone of everything you know it's so much more important to be kind than right you know it's if we are kind to one another i think that we will make it i really do so uh it's about what i would add is just really you know be accountable for your life uh be responsible for your life because your life depends on you not on, on somebody else, not on daddy, not on mommy, not on teacher, not on you. Life depends on you. And once you really start to embrace it and open that dialogue, 
it's illimited. Yes, Limitless. I agree. And, and it's a wonderful way to end this because you, you did mention it various times that, you know, it is our life and we are responsible and we are accountable. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful message. And thank you so much, Sylvian, for being here with me on my podcast. Uh, and because actually I, I forgot to say the name is called College Advice in Nanoseconds. So, you know, welcome everybody to, you know, tune in and listen to all of my other previous podcasts. And of course, this one with Sylvian, which has been totally fascinating. Thank you, Sylvian. Diana, thank you so much. I think that, you know, it's awesome. And you have such a cultural richness and knowledge of richness that you have and really uh, that to have a children really have access to you I think is an extraordinary thing you are a gift uh, really you are a gift in itself for all of these children and all of the college advisory that you can um, give them well thank you very much we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon Sylvian we'll okay. definitely have you back on so you can tell us about your projects once you've launched them Bye-bye. Absolutely. It will be my pleasure. Um, thank you very, very much. And, um, and you and I will be talking real soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.